What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. This is season two, episode seventeen of Joshua's Proximity. Now, before we get into the NBA Finals, you already know what time it is. I just want to talk about some of the interesting things that I saw from this past weekend. Now, I'm a I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan. For those of you who don't know, I am a Conor McGregor ride or die. But it's over for the dude, man. He he is no longer the cream of the crop. He can no longer produce at a high level. Uh, you know that we were seeing a couple years ago, um, back in 2016, back in 2017, and and it all went downhill after he fought Floyd Mayweather, man. Um, you know, for Conor McGregor to go out there and get a hundred million dollars, and then to <laughs> try to come back to UFC to to fight for five and twenty million dollars, that's that's kind of hard to do, man. Especially whenever you're getting paid a hundred million dollars for one fight. People dream of making a hundred million dollars, and you made that in one night fighting Floyd Mayweather. I'm not gonna lie, um, it, it's over for Conor McGregor, man. He was fighting Dustin this weekend, and um, shout out to my step pops. He bought the fight, and Conor McGregor just doesn't look the same, man. You know, he came out there, he looked desperate. He was throwing kicks, all types of crazy kicks, spinning kicks, uh, turnaround, heel kicks. And he got his ass whooped. Like, let's be real. He broke, I know he broke his leg and he got, he lost to a TKO because he fractured his fibula and tibia. But it's over for Conor McGregor. He looked bad, man. He was getting bashed with some serious elbows to the head. Uh, we already knew that his ground game was ass, but. He just, I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. He tried to go for a guillotine on uh, Dustin Poirier, and after that, it just went downhill. And he has the nerve to talk about some man. If my leg wasn't broken, I would have won that fight, bro. No, bro. You was getting served left and right. I mean, he was getting some serious elbow action to the head. He was bleeding out his ear. His equilibrium was already going to be off. And he just didn't stand a chance, man. I think Conor McGregor should just go ahead and just call it quits, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting this injury to last uh, for a full year of recovery. And then he has to go back and train. Uh, I just don't see anymore, man. Those days of Conor McGregor going in there and knocking out Jose Aldo, fighting Nate Diaz and knocking out, um, I can't think of the other ball head dude. Uh, but it's over, man, and it's okay. You know, we have we have enjoyed Conor McGregor at his greatest at his peak, and it went down downhill after fighting Floyd Mayweather. And that's that's no knock on him or anything, but it's just over for him. He's still right now in outside of Floyd Mayweather. He's still the biggest attraction in the fighting business, man. But I mean, the UFC, man, they got Israel Alzania. They got, I can't think of the other big diesel dude in the um, middleweight class, but it's, it's just a wrap, man. And I'm tired of seeing him fight for real, for real. I'm not, I'm not about to continue to spend $80 to see a dude get his ass whooped in the first round. I mean, he has no ground game. He broke his leg, and it's a wrap for Conor McGregor. And the second thing I want to talk about, now everybody knows that I am a Carolina Panthers fan. So we're still st- still talking about the UFC and everything. <laughs> but 
I saw Greg Hardy get knocked out in the first round on some serious stuff. Now, he did stun the dude that he fought, caught him with a mean left. Uh, and then he started and just rushed. And he got hit in the head. And, like, he just collapsed. His eye was shut immediately. He was like, oh. Fell to the ground in slow motion. And after that, it was just a wrap, man. Um, You know, I was talking to my step-pops. I was like, hey, man. Greg Hardy, he got all the strength in the world, man. He's athletic. He played defensive end. He was an all-pro at that position. He was a pro bowler. But I just hate people. I just hate to see people that I'm rooting for getting the ass whooped, man. Like, I'm tired of it. Greg Hardy, no more, man. No more. Conor McGregor, no more, man. I am sick and tired of it. But let me just go ahead and switch gears real quick. Now, let's talk about the NBA Finals. I got a special guest coming on within the next couple of days. You already know who it is. I ain't going to say any names, but we're going to be talking about the NBA Finals. Right now, the Suns currently lead the Milwaukee Bucks 2-1 in the series. And now, throughout the entire playoffs, we've been hearing a lot of comparisons to Devin Booker to Kobe Bryant. And this is where we got to slow down with the comparisons. You know, a lot of people are comparing Donovan Mitchell to Dwayne Wade, Luka Doncic to LeBron James, and Devin Booker to Kobe Bryant. Let's just pump the brakes. These guys are are not they're not in the same, same realm right now. Uh, Devin Booker put up a measly 10 points last night. He went 3 of 14 from the field. Uh, he didn't play the entire fourth quarter. He got subbed out of the third quarter with seven minutes left. So you're talking about from seven minutes in the third for the rest of the game, he didn't play. And he was a liability out there. He was he was just terrible. Let's just be straight up. Let's just be real. He was so he is so far from Kobe Bryant, it's ridiculous. We gotta stop making the freaking comparisons, man. I understand this dude has a mid has a mid-range game. He can make a lot of free throws and he has, you know, he got game. But the Kobe Bryant comparison, let's just slow down, man. Um, but I, want, I really want to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo. He played an outstanding game. Uh, he had another 40-point, 12-plus rebounds in the NBA Finals. He's the set, he's, there's only two people that's ever done 41 and 10-plus rebounds in back-to-back games in the NBA Finals. And it's Shaq and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And... I got to give him a round of applause, man. Like, I know I've been saying my sh- my fair share of how Giannis isn't that guy. But, I mean, right now he's stepping up. And his teammates have been asked this entire series. Chris Middleton, uh, he stepped up pretty okay last night. He had 18 points. But we need more. We need the all-star Chris Middleton to show up. We need 25 points a game, Chris Middleton, to show up. Uh, Drew Holiday has been terrible. We had a game last night, 21 points. And uh, P.J. T- Tucker was just all over the place. He had Porter coming in, giving high energy. Um, and I just got to give him some credit, man. Them boys is playing. They always play tough in Milwaukee. I don't think that they've they've only lost one game at home this entire postseason. And there's not really much to say about the Milwaukee Bucks, man. I think Giannis, he has them boys playing right. I still like the Suns in five uh, nah, I'm not going to say five. I like the Suns in six, man. I don't believe that Milwaukee, you know, they might win game four, but game four is really going to be the the telltale all of the entire series. 
And if they don't win this, that game, then, yeah, they're definitely out in five or six games. And you, you're not going to see another night uh, where Devin Booker's going three or 14 and 10 points, man. That's just not how this works. And Chris Middleton, I believe he's going to struggle again uh, in game four. You know, he, he, he does better at home versus when he's at away. But I, I really believe that the Suns got this series, man. You know, DeAndre Ayton, he had 16 points in the first quarter, but then he got into foul trouble. You're not going to see that again. Uh, I think the Suns, they got to start adjusting at least to a zone. I would like to see a, a 2-3 zone to where they're actually boxing, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, or even a boxing one, man. You can't. You can't let Giannis play one on one. I don't care who the, I don't care who the defender is. You cannot let him play against one on one against Kevin Durant, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Joel Embiid, or even Aiden. What is he doing right now? He's giving you forty one points. Aiden was in foul trouble early. He only had five. He only had two points the entire second half. Like that can't happen, man. You can't have sixteen points in the first quarter and then finish the game with eighteen points. And and then you're expecting to win an NBA Finals? That's not going to get it done, man. Somebody else has to step up, man. Uh, Cam Johnson, he played out of his mind last night. I believe that you got to give him some more minutes, man. You got to cut back on um, Cam, not 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 Cam Johnson, um, the point guard. I believe you got to you got to cut back on his uh, minutes and give Cam Johnson some more, or Cam Jordan, Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson, Cam Jordan, some more minutes, man. But what I really believe what was the deciding factor of this game was two people. PJ Tucker and Porter, you know, with the big big old eyes. <laughs> I believe they was the, the the most important two people because they they gave, you know, Milwaukee second chance points. PJ Tucker was all over the place. He was diving for loose balls. Um and they really showed desperation, man. Uh, Porter, he had 11 points. He was talking with uh, Scott Van Pell after the game. But I believe that that if the Suns can match the intensity of those two guys, then they'll be fine in the series, man. They're up 2-1. There's no room to panic. But the, the one thing that, that the Suns need to do, they have to shoot the ball better from three. It can't just be Jamison Crowder out there six of eight from downtown and everybody else is one of five, over oh five, one of one of four, one of three. That's not gonna get it done, man. The second chance points, they gotta get the boards, they gotta push in transition, and they gotta they gotta limit Milwaukee's three points. Uh three point points. Um Drew Holiday, he was on fire. Brooke Lopez, he had a couple, Chris Middleton, he had a couple. And I believe once you build the wall, you make your threes, then they should be able to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in six games, if not five games. But I'm kind of excited for game four, man. I'm going to have a special guest later this week. We're going to be talking all things NBA Finals, man. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I'm really loving the matchup. Suns is up 2-1. But, hey, let's just keep it rolling. Now, I just want to switch gears a little bit. I don't really talk baseball. But I got to talk baseball this time, man. It is the all-star uh, week. Home run, derby, home run derby is tonight, and then the all-star game is on Tuesday. Uh, but I'm going to tell you who I got in the final matchup in the home run derby. Now, we all know Shoha Otani is, 
the favorite, and he is well-deserved the favorite. I'm pretty sure he's going to win the, the National League MVP or the MVP of baseball. Yeah, I think it's National League MVP baseball. But I got Matt Olson and Joey Gallo. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Joey Gallo in the final. Now, I play with the Oakland A's on MLB. And Matt Olson can go yard on any pitcher. He is like that. And, um, you know, I'm just looking at Joey Galloway, his stats, man. I think he has over 22 home runs. I just like these two guys in the matchup, man. I I don't think Otani is going to be able to produce. uh, If I'm not mistaken, I think they got still two rounds. And I just don't see how he's going to produce it, produce enough to get into that second round and even win it, man. So I got I got Matt Olson and Joey Galloway as the uh, competitors for the championship, and I got Matt Olson winning it all. And I can't wait to watch it. It's actually tonight, man. It's, I'm excited. And you already know in the All-Star game, I always got rocked with the ALL, man. AL, American League, man. We don't do none of that National League stuff over here. Uh, just straight Yankees over here. So I like the American League to beat the National League. Uh, let's go eight to six, man. So, uh, yeah, this is a little short episode, man. Episode 17 in Joshua's proximity. We'll be on 13 minutes right now. Um, I just appreciate you guys just tuning in. Uh, I'm looking forward to having my special guests. We're talking NBA finals. I am ready for the NFL football season, man. I'm not going to lie to you, man. The NBA finals have just been boring, man. That's why I really haven't been pushing out any content. But I'm so excited for the football season. I'm so excited for fantasy football. And you know what would catch me. Joshua's Proximity, Season 2, Episode 17. We out, baby.